You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, in the basement of a chunky cheese, there was a guy named Dr. Odd, concocting an evil scheme. One thing that drove him bonkers was people talking when movies played. So he shot some suckers into space to make them watch MST3K. Dr. Odd, remember when I found out that our ship's called the Event Horizon? Yes, what about it? Uh, totally normal. We've got a problem. What? What's hey, Renee? What? 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 What'd you reach? You reached the horizon? Yeah, I mean, she, she's, she's, I think she's a de- demon? Demon? Yes, a demon. Okay, yeah. voice, voice, definitely a little... Actually, I don't know. Say, speak again. It's almost normal. Uh, well, I was feeling a little woozy this morning, and apparently I am um, uh, a demon inside. Yeah, so. You know, inside this woman's body in space, and I'm not happy about it at all. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I don't see or hear anything. This seems totally normal to me. You don't, you don't know this is a, a different, different voice than than normal. This is not. How how do you mean? It sounds like a, a demon. It's it's all. Um. Yeah. Do you hear that? He's like he's like yes, growling you're doing, and stuff. You're doing a great Renee impression. That's all I hear you doing. I don't I don't understand what the problem sure is. Sure, if Renee were here, she would think you are such a jerk. I think that was that was a given. Would you just, just <laughs> yeah. help me get out of this beautiful woman's body so I can go like do some mayhem somewhere else? Yeah, cool. gladly. Yeah, I mean, no, sure. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. You say demon. Uh, you got, like, magic powers, or... Hey, do you Where do wishes? Yeah, I guess we can, you know, maybe we we do a little bargain here. Okay. Yeah, is this, is this like a genie situation? Yeah, d- uh, just real quick, no, I don't play... Rub her head. Jim, uh, okay. rub Renee's rubbing, head. See if, I'm rubbing it. See if he comes stop out of her that. mouth. No, nope. stop it. It's making it angry. I, do, I don't play the violin uh, before you ask, so... Just can't do that one. That is a shame. I have no idea what you're trying to do. Listen, okay, do you want you want to see some magic? All right, I'll show you some magic. Yeah, okay. yes. Okay, wait, that's right. going to be great. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You, on the screen, go to your toilet. Stick your head in. Um. Now flush. That's wait, no. no, I'm not that kind of demon. Wait, wait, why do I have my head in the Homer bucket for nothing? Yeah. <laughs> see? I told you. Yeah, power of suggestion, I Man, guess. Man, this guy is powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's usually not until like much much later in the night that their head goes into the Homer bucket. So just to recap, though, you cannot grant wishes. No. Okay. okay. Well, anyway, if I'm done with this. He can just stay in there for all I, I can, care. I, I can I can process loans. Uh, I can help you out with. See, I'm I'm actually an accountant demon. Uh, I can, like, aren't they all? I mostly work in real estate and. Um, I do some minor curses. So, for example, you on the screen, all of your envelopes have been sealed shut. Um, 
Okay. You don't get to lick them at all. Curses, you are going to darn me to H E double hockey sticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a minor curses. Oh, or like, like your 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 vein of copper dried up. Like minor yeah, curses. As a matter of fact, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shuck! Oh, shucky dang darn! I got my. I can't. I didn't pan for my gold pan. Pan got all rusted. So, wait, wait, where you uh, where you come from? Like, so you're like ethereal. You uh, you are. I guess if you're yeah. inside Renee, I hope you're not physical. Well, that would be a problem. This is the problem. Um, I don't have any control over it because of the fact that I am kind of a minor demon, so I can't jump from person to person at will. I'm still kind of learning how to do that. Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about, Jeff. We get mm-hmm. no respect. They send yeah. us minor demons. Yeah, Miners, you know, I'm okay. Yeah, we, I'm a- okay. we are major league here, okay? Mm, yeah, we, deserve, I- we deserve major, uh, you know, make, uh, you know, our, our, our underwear fill with rusty nails type Ooh. demons. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I, the major yeah, stuff. I mean, I don't. Again, this is you're dragging me into this 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 we thing. I'm not. We're yeah, in this together. I, we're, in the, well, we're in this together, Jeff. We, oh, because you put us this. in it together. Yeah. It, okay. Clarification. When you say you're a minor demon, does that mean that you are, as we talked about earlier, like, uh, I know I was doing my my prospector Phil voice, but like a minor, like you dig things out of the dirt, or a minor, like you you are uh, technically in, in demon society, not a, an adult demon, or you are a minor demon in the hierarchy of demons? Okay. So, oh, uh, I see the apprentice. I see the button now. Yeah, we got the big yellow button that says in training. Yeah, it doesn't even have my name on it or her name. At least my button showed up. Yeah, the whole thing's just been a little chaotic. If you had your, if you had a name tag, don't know it doesn't knowing your name give us power over you? Isn't that how that works? Maybe so. I think I remember something like that. Yeah, you should go back to your training manual. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of want to know Steel's, more about Rumble this. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, Beelzebub. Close. Old Scratch. Barf McDarf. <laughs> no, actually, he was very close, which was really surprising me, but Beelzebarbara. Beelzebarbara? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, now you told us that means we can't guess. Is that how this works? Beelzebarbara, I command you. Um, uh, turn this clam juice into water. Okay, Clam juice is water. I would like to put an asterisk after that. Okay, sure. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. No. Okay. I, mm, okay. That was a uh, like a real yeah. a real grunt there. I yeah. got a little uncomfortable watching it. I was not expecting it to to shoot out of your hand <laughs> that that way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it doesn't taste like clam juice. Does it taste like water though? What what does water taste like? You know, like that's uh, okay. Let me ask <laughs> yeah, this other. Yeah. Does it have a flavor at all? Uh, is salty a flavor? Salty is definitely a flavor. I, then it's, it it's got a slight flavor. So yeah. I mean, seawater, exactly. Okay. okay. Oh, very demonic. That's the, story. Uh, That's the story you're going with. We'll, we'll stick with it, considering it's... Jeff has already put it into mm-hmm. his mouth. Yep. Well, I mean, it definitely, it's, it's a little briny. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I you know, the, the, I am not convinced that you aren't a genie because I did not follow genie rules by being careful what I wished for. And you did um, rub his forehead right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let me rub the forehead. Yeah. Again. Rub the forehead. Tell him. Tell him we want a. Tell me we want a million dollars. Bielsa Barbara, I command you, turn this seawater into fresh water. No, this is you're wasting these wishes. The monkey paw, another finger has closed. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that his other hand's a monkey paw. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a monkey paw in Vault. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Oh, yeah, no, that's... that's. It tastes like deionized water. Is this deionized water? It's fresh. Okay, all right. That's, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's... It's you know another genie another genie wish you know I didn't have I ask told for you guys it. about the benefits of alkaline water and my, this no. magic machine that I'm selling now that turns it you don't even need a demon really yeah now d- does it turn clam juice into salt water into alkaline sure probably listen oh here's yeah. the thing what happens right like you right I mm-hmm. bought all these machines you see them back here yes I do got a great deal but I want to help you out. I want to okay. help you guys to also make a living, living. Uh, and so we're going to sell these alkaline water machines. So you buy, right? You just buy uh, 10 of them. Okay? Then you okay. get someone else to buy five of those. Hey, Bielsa Barbara, I command you, buy five of my alkaline yeah, water yeah, machines. Wait, 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 back up. Wait, can, we, <laughs> we, can you just buy all the ones I have here instead? Okay, now, I mean, I already did the, the, the command. Demon, but I'm not an idiot. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. No, um, what do they do? The the machines? Yeah. They turn the water into healthier water. That sounds pretty good. Uh, it cures all disease. Oh. That was not. Statements have not uh-huh. been uh, you know evaluated by anyone, including the Food and Drug Administration. But they cure all disease. All diseases will be cured. This is a great venture. You should totally get in on this. You should totally buy all of these machines from me. And then you should also, you know, get some other people to sell the machines for you. So, right? So if I sell some and I get them to sell a bunch more, then yes. I, can, I can get the profits too? Yes. Like a big triangle? You're basically, if you think about it, you're in business for yourself. That's a pyramid scheme, sir. What? You forgot, to, you, forgot to, you forgot that I'm an accountant. And I know a pyramid scheme when I see one. And that's it is not, not like a it of, is not a pyramid scheme. It's just it's just a setup where I am at the top, then you know, like you and a couple friends are below me, and then you know a few of their friends each are below them, and it cures all diseases. Oh no. I don't know. I, just, I mean, the cures all diseases part seems like that would be yeah. you know, pretty I mean, good. Why, uh, why would you not want to get in on this yeah. incredible opportunity? And instead, you know, instead of having to shoot your salty, gross finger water everywhere, you could just, you know, get alkaline water from my machine. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why don't you instead sell the water that cures all diseases and keep the machines to yourself so that way you have a corner on the market and you don't have to share any of the profits. Uh, listen. Listen, demon accountant. Would you like a job? Because this is brilliant. 
you are on to something. But let me let me come up with another concept here for you. What if we get rid of all the machines? We tell people that it's magical disease curing water, but it's actually just that sweet finger juice that you shoot out. Oh, cut out the middle demon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does I mean this does taste good and I do feel re-energized. Absolutely, see? It's Cures really all disease. Magic water. finger demon juice. Although I do feel it. like if it is deionized water, it's definitely sapping some minerals from my uh, No, 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 body. you don't need yeah. those. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you I don't think the, so. Uh, the alkalines. Would you like me to add some, uh, some minerals to that? <sighs> you said that in a way yeah, that, that I was, uh, uh, that yeah, was weird. Uh-huh. Starting like to rethink things here. And, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. No, it's a good try. Uh, not not super okay. tricksy here. Hey, Be- Beelza Barbara. Um, so I need I need Renee back, even, just for like a little while. Okay. Uh, like we need to do an audio log. Can I? Yeah, like I don't know. Anywhere between thirty and sixty minutes. Let me let me ask it this way. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can help. Oh, Would it be possible for you to possess? Uh, let's say. An ape with no hair? Sure, where is it? Uh, it's right down here. He's right over here. His name's oh, Tover. Yeah, see, he's over there. Listen, yeah. You can possess Tover for a little while. He doesn't mind at all. Okay. And you also, can possess him. Because I can't choose which humans I jump to, but any lower primates, I'm totally best. Sweet. I'm best within my purview. We're gonna run down here. Zoo. We're gonna yeah. run down here to to uh, the big lots. We're gonna get us a bunch of, uh, you know, water jugs. Pour out that dumb, boring water and fill him up with that sweet finger juice. And then we are going to business. Okay, sounds good. Hang on a second. Let me get over to that monkey real quick. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst. I'm gonna say this is the worst part. That's a devilry. All right. Well, Renee and I are going to do the audio log. Um, yeah, let's go. This is the audio log for MST3K Season 4, Episode 24, Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh, Renee, are you, you back? You you, uh, you with us here? Am I back? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. It sounds like you're good. Okay. That's good. No, that's great. I mean, that's like, great. I've just been hanging out here in my room. Sleepies. Mm. Got my sleepies on. C- cuddling up with the shattered pieces of my Annabelle doll. Yeah, no, there's... Okay. Uh, so you know how our ship is called the Event Horizon, and we found that out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it... Have you... Well, so it's actually also uh, like its original namesake, or maybe it is the original. I don't know. Uh, but it is a portal to some sort of uh, hell dimension, and you were possessed by a demon for wait a, a while? Wait a minute. I thought The Event Horizon is a movie about a secretary falling in love with his boss. Mm, no, I think I think you're thinking of a different movie. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I'm not a secretary. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Dang you it. were just the vessel for some sort of... Uh, some sort of evil presence, I think. Aww, I don't even get to be like aware of it. That's uh, lame. Well, I, Did I do anything cool? No. Oh. No. <laughs> okay. No. Fine. Sorry. Whatever. That's fine. I, I mean, don't... like, in terms of what I would assume, like, a, like some sort of demon could do. Yeah. No. It was just more like kind of regular stuff. Well, well, I hope it possesses you next, because <sighs> okay, cause that's lame. Well. Um, but I hey, it's I'm more glad your, that's more your speed than my speed. <laughs> I guess I'm glad. Just I'm glad you're back. 
Thanks. It's nice to have you. And, and so now we can talk about Manos Hands of Fate, which is certainly a much less bad outcome than just being blissfully possessed by a demon. Gosh, this movie, huh? <laughs> they paid the the composer by the note, so, yeah. <laughs> so they just got you know they got five notes though, and then they just loop it. Oh, okay, all right. So it's it's by the quantity note, not yeah. Well, I guess, like yeah, if you have a five note riff and then you yeah, just loop it, the still whole only movie. be eight notes. You could get paid for if you're doing it the way that I. Oh no <laughs> no, I mean, repeated notes count. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, and there were also man. I want to I want to start out before we talk about the the skits in this episode or any other parts of it. I made some claims last last episode <laughs> that Manos wasn't the worst thing ever, or that Manos wasn't boring. Yeah, because I had not seen it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we were talking about what makes a fan favorite MST3K episode. And right. I made the claims that. An episode that is as boring as Bride of the Monster is not going to, uh, it can't be a fan favorite. So, can I stand up for past Jeff here? I know this okay. is out of character for me, yeah. but at least I still am expressing some sort of opposition to present Jeff. Sure. So kind of cancels each other. Yeah, out. yeah. you're 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 arguing with me by defending <laughs> me from the past. Exactly, right. Okay, I'm glad you understand. Um... I don't think that you can really be bored when you're continually outraged. And, okay. Uh, Amanda's Hands of Fate keeps doing things that just are absolutely just make you your blood boil. Mm. Where, like, they don't bother to cut out accidental repeats of the same line twice in a row. Or they clearly needed to cut five minutes ago. Right. Or... You, the camera is not positioned where you can really see anything, or or, or you you see the the actors like they're all kind of like looking at each other, wondering if the director did call action. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, I guess we'll start the I scene. Guess we'll start but there's the scene. there's a couple seconds of them just sort of like you know standing in there. Uh, they're, they're all blocked out, but they haven't started acting yet. And then that made it into the final movie. Yes, and the continual evidence of the just not caring throughout the movie was outrageous and so i wasn't bored so much as infuriated okay okay yeah you know what that's uh yeah it, the movie itself was boring but i think that you're you're 100 right there was enough stuff that happened that was ancillary to the actual plot of the movie that made it entertaining and also bright of the monster didn't even come like you know Props to Tor Johnson for having, you know, Lobo, the the creepy, hulking character. But the difference between Lobo and Torgo <laughs> is, is in, like, it is night and day. We in need terms to do, of, like, a, a trading card yeah, uh-huh. uh, thing for our listeners. And it'll just have all, like, the, the bad uh, villainous sidekicks. Okay. Yeah, sidekick sidekick trading card game. Yeah. Side, sidekick TCG. Now, is this a competitive TCG or is this just collecting? Oh, yeah. I like okay. the idea that they fight each other. Well, yeah. Well, we can put Dr. Yeah. Odd's, you know, werewolf butlers in there. Okay. Okay. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. this I like this. It I like this. sounds fun. Yeah. And, and almost assuredly, none of this stuff is, un, it's all under public domain. So we just, you know, we just do it. You know what? If somebody comes in to claim Torgo, we'll be like, all right. Okay. And just like stare at them dead-eyed be like, yeah. really? Really? We'll watch them come claim Torgo. It's What's like, wrong Okay, with you? take it. 
<laughs> what's what's what, what what's going on? <laughs> but uh, let's talk about this uh, the episode from the MST3K standpoint real quick. Um, <clears throat> so the first segment, Tom and Crow are overly excited to see Joel. Uh, we find out that's because he installed like a, a protocol module that makes him think everything he does is amazing. He actually doesn't like it. No, yeah. By the end of the segment, he's tired of the constant praise and removes the chip. All right, let's pretend that you're a robot and uh, I reprogrammed boy. you to continuously emit praise, and let's see if I get tired. That's of That's a great idea. Thank you. I think that this is this is probably the best idea you've ever had. Uh, see, I'm not getting it's tired. It's probably of it. the best idea anyone anyone has ever had. Oh, see, maybe I'm worried it's sarcastic now. No, it's, I I lack the ability to be sarcastic, but that is very insightful of you to even have. That thought preen uh, yeah no it's fine it's fine okay anyway i'll i'll release you from this command no please don't <laughs> i love <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i think the fact that it was so intense in two of them probably uh, uh, if, see, if there was, was another mistake. of me yeah he should have made one of them that way. They should have called it like the sycophant processing chip or something. Uh, he needs to have it on remote control so he can like push a button when they're being particularly disappointed. Oh yeah, like having a bad day yeah. and you just like turn the sycophant chip on. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in uh, the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. The lady with her daughter. Um, yes. <laughs> which they which they thoroughly explain is <laughs> absolutely evil. Yeah. It's a little different with a robot probably than a Yeah, baby. than a human being. Yeah. Um, I did note that Joel is uh, also wearing what looks like a colorful sweater under his jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. The, like the Mr. Rogers sort of a vibe, Yeah. Huh? Yeah, most of the time I don't notice the uh, the clothing he's got on peeking out of the collar. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it could be going commando under there. Yeah, it's, it's true, yeah. No judgment. Um, but, uh, yeah, this time he was wearing a colorful... Well, and the Dr. Odd did not think to provide us underclothes for our jumpsuits. That's true. So they're just sweaty. And and uh, the existence of the colorful sweater, I don't think, like, also eliminates the uh, idea of going commando. He's like Donald Duck in it under yeah, there? Yeah, could be. All right. I mean, it, it got a full day of shooting in a, in a full head-to-toe jumpsuit yeah, on a soundstage. Fair. I don't fair. know. I don't know. Um, the invention exchange, the Mads invent the chocolate bunny guillotine. Um, With the grossest looking chocolate bunnies I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we debated whether or not we thought they were actually chocolate or if they made their own out of some other material that was easy to cut. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the colorization of it or what, but... Uh, the color, the texture, everything yeah. about it looked wrong. Maybe it's like early 90s chocolate bunnies yeah they, they hadn't figured out the tech yet yeah um frank is uh he's dressed as a executioner and he has like a like i thought they put like a fake plastic like muscle torso on him and oh, i yeah. thought that like for for half a second it's like <laughs> is frank ripped frank is ripped is frank ripped like all this time he's been covering it up is, is he like one of those guys that's like you know, he looks like a bigger guy, but then he's he's actually like ripped. Don't hide your like, light under yeah. a bushel. But no, or just shirt. a big plastic, uh, just big plastic torso. Um, the uh, detail I liked about it is that when the head is uh, is chopped off, it falls into a basket full of Easter grass. Oh, how I cute! Think is, uh, yeah, it's very thematically appropriate. Indeed. Um, Joel and the bots. Their invention is the cartooner. Oh, right. It's the device that mixes up different newspaper comics. Mm-hmm. It makes them funnier. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's pretty straightforward, I guess. But what do you have any that you thought of that like uh, you would want to mix in the cartooner? Oh goodness! It's I, been it has been forever since I've read a newspaper comic. By the way, I guess it would be like Garfield, and then like what's the one with like the guy, the people who are like superheroes, but they also all kind of are a little bit evil, and one of them's the like, boys. No. <laughs> One of them's like uh, blue all over. He's got like a jewel in the middle of his head. Oh, the Watchmen? The Watchmen. Okay. The Watchmen and Garfield. I combine those two. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> who, watches, who watches Odie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this. This is... Uh, How about you? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's going to be hard to be. I, um, I think I would go with Calvin and Hobbes mm-hmm. meet because Calvin and Hobbes is just the classic you know favorite favorite comic of all time mm-hmm. um, we'll just put Calvin and Hobbes in the in the universe from Saga oh wow yeah. mm-hmm. that's fun yeah so it's you know like maybe he invented it in his mind you know oh like a spaceman spiff sort of thing yeah like at the end it's like the what is it, the er or whatever at the very end of the series and they learn it, it's just all in the this entire hospital show was in the imagination i thought it was dallas wasn't dallas, it? dallas that's yeah, what it yeah, is yeah uh-huh. yeah uh, but like, they could do that literally with any show i mean they essentially did that with with the show lost except like you know i uh yeah but calvin and hobbs invented saga mm-hmm. and which would make sense if this were like Saga is like the invention of like teenage Calvin. Yeah. Based on the saga that I've read. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can put that in Wikipedia. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Canonically, yeah. the series Saga is uh, is is the brainchild of Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> as a teenager. He's, yeah, it makes sense. He keeps peeing on stuff, so he's in detention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's daydreaming about mm-hmm. you know the guy with the tv on his head and stuff he's like you know the fame of being the sticker that is being on everything Wait, so it. is he aware of, <laughs> yeah. of our world <laughs> okay it's like got to his head and he's, he's uh, really that's, struggling that's to pay yeah. attention in school mm-hmm. he's, he's in a support group with uh, snoopy because snoopy's like i didn't give him permission to turn me into a balloon <laughs> at that parade <laughs> i i didn't want to be the i didn't see a dime for that yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a mascot for some insurance company too. Yeah, that's uh that's that's I I like this this show that we're this cartoon show that we're creating. Yeah. Uh, we should pitch this to Adult Swim. Is there Adult Swim still a thing? I hope so. Probably. What else are uh inebriated college kids going to watch on Sunday nights? The truth. Um So, seg- second segment. Joel and the bots uh, reenact the driving intro from uh, from Manos. Oh right, where it's just endless scenery. Yes, yeah. Like um, Jeff had a, made a comment that, and I don't know if the bot said this too or not. If that's where you got it, or you just realized this. But Jeff was like, "Oh, they probably put wanted to put credits over this, and then just never did it," mm-hmm. which makes a lot more sense than just you know five minutes of just scenery <laughs> yeah i do have some information about that actually, oh yeah and the not known nuggets wondrous so you just have to wait a little bit i'm, but, no, uh, I'm getting my appetite going yeah. um uh gpc my boob. <laughs> gpc as a uh, cop pulls them over uh tom's clear head does weird things with the blue screen back oh yeah <laughs> the reflection of the yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, is it the reflection or is it the transparency or is it both? Well, I think that because it's reflecting the green screen, mm. that wherever it's reflecting green is cut away. Okay, yeah. It's just not 
behaving well no. with the with it the looks, screen. It looks like he's phasing in and out of reality. Yeah, which is kind of cool. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the segment, Frank pops in to secretly apologize for just how bad Banos is <laughs> um, before Dr. Forrester calls him away to towel him off. <laughs> um, which, it, you know, I do appreciate all these little glam- gl- glimpses we get into their relationship. I feel so. precisely the same way. Yeah. Um, the third segment, uh, Joel and the bots talk about how Torgo is a real lame monster because okay. he has exaggerated knees. Yeah. Uh, and then they go on to kind of talk about like what sort of exaggerated attributes uh, would be would better. Or mo- or yeah, would be better for monster. Do you ha- do you have any um, that you think would be like would make a real good monster? I don't really think like exaggerating a physical attribute. <laughs> really does anything like intimidating or I I think that they would need to have like an unnatural attribute like like eyes that glow okay or uh, maybe they can shoot bubbles out of their nose okay bubble nose that's distressing yeah yeah I I think that uh, and this has probably been done before but like really long fingers Mm. like real like salad fingers no like like four foot long fingers Mm. like like that kind of they all they have the like uh normal size joints so they're they're, right they're just really long yeah well so they're they have like you know 50 joints or something Uh and then they like uncurl and can like bend in weird ways and and stuff i think i've seen somewhat things along that thought that 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 theme but i don't think i've ever seen it as fully completed as you're discussing yeah. any any time where like a, a, a humanoid like shaped and sized creature has like long and thin at like attributes like like long thin legs or you know like slender man yeah yeah i think that 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 always makes a good tall see, people and see, are so scary they did their they did the wrong thing with torba they made it gave him big knees mm-hmm um, you're saying that they went wide rather than long. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying here. Yeah. yeah. I guess if you had really long eyeballs, <laughs> they just, yeah, they're like you know like like a foot long eyeball. Mm-hmm. That's that's distressing. Yeah, and they can like look around like on stalks. There you go. Like there you're you a go. snail. See, that's much better. Mm-hmm. I've just realized something important. What's that? Uh, this fits perfectly. I've got big knees. I've got big knees. I've got big knees. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, those are the lyrics to the Torgo song. You got yeah. I have big knees. I have big knees. I have big knees. There I like go. that. I like that a lot. Um, also, for the record, I just want to say there's absolutely nothing wrong with having big knees. If you have big knees, more power to you. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yes. Yeah, I think that taking a human being and giving them a slightly non-normal physical attribute than calling them a monster is uh like atypical or whatever yeah, yeah. it's problematic uh, i just have very lumpy knees yeah they're super oh lumpy. yeah you do yeah it's a look yeah it's in a book oh wow actually yeah. it's right in front of you yeah the i might book be in of a medical reality. textbook i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. those are the lumpiest le- knees i've ever seen so they might be in a book thank you yeah all right um so segment four, uh, Joel is dressed as the evil master, uh, but his cloak has feet on it instead of hands, <laughs> which, which is actually doesn't look any less dumb. Yep. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yep. It actually looks kind of a little cooler, maybe. <laughs> uh, Crow is a hell dog with red eyes, which is very unsettling. He was the I hated uh, the red eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, he was like the the master's dog. 
Uh, Joel tries to scare Tom, but Tom, who is reading a copy of Modern Bride magazine, uh, <laughs> is unimpressed. And uh, Tom and Crow explain to Joel all the reasons why he isn't evil enough to be an evil master. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of this segment, Dr. Forrester pops in to secretly apologize for giving him such a bad movie. Um, and then it says that if they tell TV's Frank, he'll have to kill TV's Frank. <laughs> so uh, they, both TV's Frank and Dr. Forrester are, are coming in. To they don't apologize. even know that they're in accord. I know. Yeah, they they both are feel regret for sending such a bad movie mm-hmm. to Joel and the bots, but uh, they won't they won't allow the other person to see this kind of vulnerable sort of uh, you know kindness that they have. Indeed, it's, it's tragic. It's sort of like an O. Henry story, kind of. <laughs> um, TV's Frank sold his hair to get Dr. Forrester <laughs> locket, and Dr. Forrester is apologizing for Manos. Um, so, final segment uh, Tom and Crow are wearing dresses like the Master's wives and wrestling while mm. GPC is dressed up as the Master yelling gibberish. That was that all of the rest of the movie is just scaffolding for the people who were directing it and wanted to get to this scene. Yeah. I yep. think that mm-hmm. that they started out with this fantasy in their mind of a scene, and then everything else was like, how can I make this seem like it's a movie around yep. it? Yeah, they, they came up with what they thought was a good punchline to a joke, <laughs> and then the re- the whole rest of it is the setup. Yeah, yeah. The ham-fisted setup. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mads had ordered pizza from Torgo's Pizza. And Mike Nelson shows up dressed as Torgo to deliver it. Uh, who Mike Nelson plays a great Torgo. They play the theme song. Um, you did uh, point out that they did not make Mike's knees big enough. <laughs> did I? Yes. <laughs> Don't yeah. even remember. Maybe it's possessed by the demon then, too. Uh, maybe. Um, but uh, <laughs> the demon popped in for a second. <laughs> yeah, just, just one to second. Say, hey, hey, those knees don't look that big. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then popped back out. Yeah, the Mads. So th- this is a part that, like, as a as a kid, when I watched this, I thought I just laughed at this because it was like hilarious. But then, as I was thinking about it as an adult, like, okay, so the pizza that they ordered, it, they've been waiting like two hours for right. it. Because Torgo moves very slowly. Yes. And the pizza is still warm, even though it's been two hours. And the Mads look at the camera and have some sort of, like, realization about this and then spit the pizza out. But what does that mean? Do they think that he was sitting in the box? Because even if he's sitting on the box, it's not really touching the pizza. Yeah. He's got pants on. Like, yeah, but what is... And again, what what is implied with, like, why the pizza was... Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, if you're sitting on it, it sure, might it yeah, warm, yeah, right? like like a chicken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't like as as an adult. I was like trying to because I I found myself like chuckling again, like haha, you know. It's like you know. I also no, I'm in the same boat. I was also trying to do the math, mm-hmm. as it were. I was like, maybe he was putting it in his mouth to keep it warm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a whole pizza. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, he's he's you know he's got big knees, not a big mouth. Maybe that would also be a good attribute for a monster, though. Uh, someone whose, like, mouth could stretch out as wide as a whole, whole pizza. pizza. Maybe he had, like, really gross breath and he was breathing on it. Yeah. 
I don't know. To keep it warm. Yeah, I. They're I, making the audience do all the work here. Yeah, but there's there's no it. I don't like. We're getting to the end of the each of these roads, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Is they're making us do all the yeah. work. They didn't really explain it, mm-hmm. but, but it, it was, had the cadence of funny, and I too laughed. Yeah, it was a joke that landed, but then as I thought about it, like I didn't understand. I don't know why it lands. It's kind yeah. of like we don't know why how bumblebees can fly. Yeah, it's true. That joke shouldn't have landed, but mm-hmm. it did. And the bumblebees shouldn't be able to fly, but they can. Uh-huh. That's very deep. Indeed. Oh, I hope you're hungry. Oh, give me them nuggets. Because I got some not no nuggets some from Manos Hands of Fate. I thought that uh, Bride of the Monster had a lot uh, because it was uh, it was directed by uh, Ed Wood. Yeah. But. Uh, no, this one is... Uh, well, you got to toss them to me from a distance of three feet. and got to see if I can catch them with my mouth. All right. So, Manos, Hands of Fate. This movie was written, directed, and produced by Harold P. Warren. See, it makes sense that it was all the same person because, again, mm-hmm. everything was just the, the, the framework for him to get that scene that he wanted of a bunch of women fighting and scantily clout. Scantily clad dresses. Scanty, scanty cloud women. Scanty cloud. Scanty cloud women. I'm fine. Are you? You're fine. Are you looking for that that particular evening gown? The scanty cloud. Scanty cloud brand <laughs> evening gowns, <laughs> as you covered. Come down to the scanty cloud retail outlet. Um, would do? Would you like to guess who? Uh, because of course, of course, if if you're going to write, direct, and produce a movie, you're going to be in it. Oh, okay. So, would you like to guess who Harold P. Warren played the, in, was he, in the movie? Was he Manos? Uh well so the man manos oh you're right okay never actually it's like Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah was he the guy with the red hands no he was not the the evil master oh well then he was the dad yes okay. yeah he played Michael the the grumpy dad who was like fifty years older than his wife in yeah the movie. I guess that he didn't really come across as like actually an actor. Yeah, uh, you know the other one. You know the guy with the red hands did actually come across somewhat as an actor. Sure, but yeah. I, I was going to go with him because I thought that the only the person who wrote that could have taken it as seriously as he did. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just a professional, dedicated actor who fully committed. The the in this, I'm just going to go kind of out of order with some of these. The the little girl who yeah. played uh, Michael's daughter in the film was the actual daughter of the evil master. Oh. So, you know, it's kind of a whole family sort of thing. That's you know? fun. I get you know what? If it's probably easier than finding child care <laughs> just to give the I mean, kid a part fun, of the movie. What a yeah. fun project for daddy and daughter to be in yeah, the fun. world's worst movie mm-hmm. together. That's cute. So uh, Harold P. Warren, the writer, director, producer, and star of this movie, um, was an insurance and fertilizer salesman from El Paso, Texas. Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'll you let that one sit with you for a little bit. You can't do both, can you? Oh, I mean, uh, apparently you can in El Paso. Anything's possible. You can sell insurance and fertilizer. I'm trying to imagine it. Give me, give me the pitch. Give me the pitch. Oh, uh, hey, hello. I'm, uh, this is Harold P. Warren calling. Uh, have you uh, updated your insurance lately? No, I haven't. Oh, well, uh, that's that's wonderful. Now, this may seem like a strange question, but how's your garden? My garden's in dreadful state of disrepair. I just wish that there's some way I could fertilize all that ground. Well, I've, I, I, <laughs> I am going to need to give you two separate sales pitches then. <laughs> Thank God, a one-stop shop at last. 
<laughs> yeah, see? Look, this, I mean, there's a perfect... The flawless yeah. business mm-hmm. model. Absolutely. He produced the film as the result of a bet with Academy Award-winning screenwriter Sterling Siliphant. Okay. Um, apparently, Sterling Siliphant, what he he was a... Like I said, he was a... Oh, uh, a he won an Academy Award for screenwriting. Um there was a production of some movie that he was working on in the El Paso area that Harold P. Warren was an extra on and they got to talking and became friends um, and Warren claimed it was not that difficult to make a horror film <laughs> um, and he bet Siliphant that he could make an entire horror no. film on his own no he said it's not that difficult uh-huh. to make a horror film yeah and and if you don't try, then yeah. yeah. If you make no effort, if the point of this movie was to show how little effort he could put into doing something, mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that it took no effort to make, or it was easy to make a good horror movie. Well, right, yes, yeah. That's yeah. important. It's, it's, uh, it's easy to make a horror film people actually want to watch. Yeah. Um, so Manos, uh, the film, uh, was pretty much unheard of until MST3K premiered it. So this was not one of those films that like, you know, uh, Bride of the Monster where you had Ed Wood directing uh, where there was like already kind of a cult following. Like no one had heard of Manos until MST3K premiered it. Um, And after that, it became widely regarded as one of the worst films ever made. And that has resulted in Manos gaining a cult status, which has uh, resulted in several re-releases on Blu-ray. So they they actually have a Blu-ray release of the original print of Manos, which seems like a a huge waste of money. but this also resulted in two other Manos films, oh, uh, a prequel called Manos The Rise of Torgo, and a <laughs> sequel called Manos Returns. Um, those were both made and released in 2018. So I have a question for you. Yes. So n- without MST3K, Manos would have been lost to the annals of history. There would be no <laughs> Blu-ray Annals. release. Annals. There would be no uh, prequel. There would be no sequel. Um, it would have just faded into obscurity. Is this the worst thing MST3K has ever done? <laughs> is, it, is it a crime? <laughs> is, this, is this the worst thing that has ever come out of the best if, TV show? If we have any you know, legal experts that are listeners, if you could let us know if this is a crime. Mm. I would like to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, is is this actually like, it's, is, this is a misdemeanor in some country or yeah, something? They yeah, they did something that sort of like damaged humanity as mm-hmm. a whole. Yeah, yeah. So I think it might be. I think <laughs> MST3K has done nothing but good things otherwise, except for, except for bringing Manos to the forefront in a way that has resulted in two more man. They're literally like. 300% of the Manos movies that there were in the world now uh, because of MST3K. Right, right. Just a, it is a bit horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, the budget for Manos Hands of Fate, you want to you wanna guess what the budget was? Well, I mean, what counts as a budget? Like, <laughs> like if you like... An amount of money spent you, on the oh, film. I'm just saying, like, if he paid some of the actors and, like, I don't know, his grandfather's he antiques or something. He didn't. Okay, well, I know. That's what I'm saying, oh, though. Okay. Like, like, does that count? Like, maybe he's like, he's like, you can have these salt and pepper shakers that look like teapots. Okay, okay. Maybe I mean, net you're, worth is 35 cents. Okay, so you're not really that far off. I think that there's a lot of barter and trade involved in mm-hmm. this. Okay, okay. I mean, again, you're not that far off. The budget was $19,000. Wow. 
They did have to rent all the equipment and stuff. Yeah, because regardless of what you may think, back in 19 whatever, when Manos Hands of Fate was made in 1966, you know, right now everyone had like you and I, if we are on Earth, could shoot a film with the cameras in our pockets because they shoot in like 4K and you know they've got like good digital effects and stuff. It wouldn't be a you know. It wouldn't be Dune or anything, um, assuming that on Earth there's a movie about Dune. But it would be, like, it would be passable. I mean, just think about what you could have done with Mm $19,000 back then. Well, in 2020, it's the equivalent of $152,000. Yeah, so, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it probably kept an orphanage running for a few months. Mm -hmm. You could have housed several families in the El Paso area. Like, I seems like there's a lot you could do besides make the, the I didn't realize that insurance and fertilizer sales is so lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. But it shows you what I know about insurance and fertilizer sales. <laughs> um, now, he was unable to uh, pay the cast and crew any wages. Right. Um, but did promise them a share in the film's profits. Which there were none, yes. right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, great. But, you know, that is that is. Maybe this is the sort of uh, business acumen he brought to the insurance and fertilizer sales. Like, oh, you're going to get exposure. I'm uh-huh. paying you an exposure. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, this is just this just real good motivation for yeah. you to do well in this film. Because if you do well, then we'll get more money. Those people have existed since time immemorial. Now, there were two members of the cast who were compensated for their work in the film. Um, would you like to guess which two members of the cast were compensated for their work in the film? Maybe the leading wife lady, not the not the okay. quote unquote good one. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The one who gets burned at the stake. Okay. Um, and maybe the maybe Torgo, since he had to wear all that makeup. Okay, okay. Um, those are good guesses. Those or, are wrong no, hang guesses. on, I okay. take it back. Yep. I mm-hmm. retract Torgo and yep. the dog. Okay, <laughs> made the dog. Okay. All right. Well, then now you are at 50% right. Oh, okay. I was, uh, I was right before. Uh, no. Oh. Um, uh, so the two members who got paid were um, Jackie Neiman, who was the little girl. She got paid in the form of a, a new bicycle. Uh, see? Barter. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Yep. It's like, mm-hmm. you count that as getting and, paid. And uh, the other member of the cast that was paid is uh, Jackie Neiman's family's dog. Um, who was paid in a large quantity of dog food. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Slam dunk you changed on your me. answer and you got one right. Slam dunk <laughs> on me. So those are the two members of Manos Hands of Fate cast that were paid. Were See, like, the, the little girl and the dog. considering that being paid, that tells me that they didn't even like have sandwiches or anything mm-hmm. for the action. Yeah, there's no there's no craft like, services the dog, table. Okay. There was no way this was like any sort of like union uh, operation at no. all. Yeah. No. All the equipment was rented, uh, so they had to rush filming because they had to get the equipment back. Like one of the actors goes to like get a glass of water, and the director's like, eh. "No." Hey, me. hey, we need you, you. We need you back on set. Uh, and that's also why a lot of it was filmed as night for night, because uh, like most of the actors were like people who had day jobs. Uh. And so they just had to like go out into the desert at night and film. All right. The uh, <laughs> speaking of rented equipment, the camera that they had to film, uh, it was a 16 millimeter Bell and Howell camera. That had to be wound by hand and could only take 32 seconds of footage at a time. So I think that this is one of the reasons logistically why some scenes are way too long. Uh. Because if they're shooting 32 seconds of footage at a time and you got 
you got actors acting you're gonna get a whole 32 seconds of the master doing like a psychic thing on Torgo or, or like there's or, lots of shots that are just meant to be a reaction shot uh-huh. for the character like yep. you know something that would normally be two seconds maybe and they, they linger for so long yep because mm-hmm. I think they're just trying to get the, the biggest bang for the buck of winding the camera and setting up the film and everything wow so, when was yeah. this movie made? 1966 I just I it seems just, like they would have had better uh, yeah <laughs> better resources yeah I don't know you know Maybe whatever cameraman rented or whatever company rented this camera to uh, Harold P. Warren was someone who was unhappy with his uh, insurance and or fertilizer that he had bought from Harold P. Warren. So he Maybe recommended the, a bad the, camera. The con man got out conned. Yeah. You know, the could insurance be. and fertilizer salesman got one upped by a camera salesman. Yeah. Uh, there were two working titles during filming. Oh, good. The Lodge of Sins. And Fingers of Fate. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was Fingers of Fate. Yeah. Oh, that's the dumbest one. Um, To uh, generate publicity for the filming, uh, Harold Warren uh, signed up Diane Mahri, who played the wife, like his his wife in the film, Mm -hmm. um, for the Miss Texas pageant without telling her. (gasps) um, Rude. And only told her when she had been accepted as an entrant. And she did make it into the finals. But, like, imagine, like, someone being like, I guess I will be in your movie for free. And then him being like, hey, so I got good news. (laughs) <laughs> and I've got other news. Uh, <laughs> I signed you up for the Miss Texas pageant as a way to produce my movie that you agreed to be in for free. And you got accepted. <laughs> like, what a weird, what a weird, awful thing. Yeah, pretty gross. Um, the uh, So you, there were several scenes in this movie of the, the couple uh, who was making out in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you kept thinking there was going to be payoff for that, and there never was. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was uh, the most of the um, masters' wives were hired from a modeling agency in uh, in El Paso. Okay. Uh, one of the models um, on one of the early days of filming had uh, broken her foot. Oh. Uh, at, like on set, Ooh. and so sounds like that lawsuit waiting to happen. Right, which is why instead of firing her from the production, they wrote in this couple sitting in a car uh, <laughs> so she could still be in the movie. Oh, like like the fates that be were trying to give her a chance to get out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't realize what was happening. The, the kindness of the universe was smiling on her and she's like <laughs> rejected it it's like okay well you don't actually you don't want to be in this so we're going to give you an out here and then they're like oh no please don't sue us here actually we'll rewrite like a, we'll just write a bunch of scenes in this movie for you um, she broke her foot during the fight scene because that's hardcore. I, it might, but it didn't. I did not find any specific uh, details on what accident led her to breaking her foot. Mm. But it's possible. It's possible. Maybe there's a running through the desert and heels scene. That mm. seems like a good way to break a break a foot or an ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the scenes were shot at night because the cast had day jobs. I mentioned that earlier. The lights that they had out in the desert attracted a ton of bugs and moths. Um, oh. So it just made filming like even more miserable. <laughs> um, also, the, the lights that they had rented didn't have a very long range. 
Um, so you remember the scene where like the the sheriff and his deputy like get out of the car and uh, like walk three feet in front of the and car then and then turn back around. It's because like if they'd walked any further, you just couldn't see them anymore because the <laughs> lights that they had for this production were so bad. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that. There there are explanations behind all of the bad stuff in this movie. Yeah, it's just like the explanations still don't really go they're not very satisfying yeah no they d- they don't go a they're long like way to thing explain that looks it. like it sucked it sucked because it sucked yeah 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 um there's a 9 minute opening sequence with the family driving that was supposed to contain the opening credits um oh, okay you were right yes Good yeah instinct, i think i had remembered that from some other like, like tidbit tidbit i i'd read or someone had told me like a long time ago um but so it, it is not known whether the credits were omitted from this because <laughs> Warren ran out of budget or because people were too embarrassed or because he forgot to include them. Oh, because he forgot. Okay. Yeah. Or people were so embarrassed. They're like, please don't. I oh. mean, there, there are credits at the end. Oh, at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but not at the, uh, not over the driving. I sequence. feel like the people who would like maybe be helping make this movie would be passive aggressive enough to not tell him that. He yeah. Oh uh, yeah. They'd be like, he deserves this. And they wouldn't be wrong. You're assuming there are people helping with this movie That's too. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so Warren arranged for a searchlight to be used at the, uh, the theater, um, during the premiere so when this is premiere he, this is premiering in El Paso Texas you know the the, the Hollywood of the Southwest um, and so he he'd arranged for like a like a Hollywood entrance kind of thing like for the movie premiere so he, he, he paid for a searchlight um, and he also paid for the cast to be brought to the premiere by limousine um, to just give it kind of that that Hollywood Walk of Fame sort of red carpet feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the searchlight was so expensive, um, he could only afford to rent a single limousine. <laughs> Was so, it like a clown car celebrity? Well, they they did it a little bit better than that. Okay. It was um, so the the cast and crew were waiting at a second location, and the limousine driver would go pick up some people, drop them off, and then oh go and pick up more people, then drop them off. And this, <laughs> this this guy, this Warren guy, right? His mm. last name was Warren. Yeah, yeah. Had to be insufferable, right? I, like all of this, all this torment that he's putting other people through is just for his own vanity. Yeah, to satisfy uh-huh. a bet. Yep, yep. Like yep. he had to just not be an, a good guy to be around. Well, it, it was. I, I imagine because I've been around people like this before. The, it was this type of person who was like, "Oh, we're going to have a, a limousine at the premiere. Oh, I'm sure you we're going to we're going to bring you to the premiere via limousine." And everyone's like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then like. It's just one limousine, like and he thinks he's solving a problem. Standing in the cold for, like, two hours. Right. No, I, I get that. Yeah. I, I think that he definitely sold things to people. Mm-hmm. At, Fertilizer, <laughs> insurance, and, and, BS. And, and being in a movie. Yeah, BS, yeah. Um, but, uh, which, interestingly enough, is really fertilizer, if you think about it. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, I, I just, all of this, like, he knew what he was doing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he yeah. knew that people would be uncomfortable or yada, yada. But, like, again, it's, I feel like it's to gratify his own vanity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't 
I don't disagree. I think that this is, uh, he sometimes, seems like he'd be an insufferable person. Sometimes we see people who are in like bad movies or like wrote bad movies. And I'm like, I'd, I'd, I'd like to meet that person, even yeah, if it's a bad yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not one of those cases. Yeah. Keep, keep I put Harold P. Warren in the same category of like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. And, and I don't know how much of that is biased because of uh, um, the disaster artist. Uh, book and film of like learning other people's interactions with Tommy Wiseau and they seem very unpleasant but I could imagine if someone wrote like the prequel to the disaster artist about Manos Hands of Fate (laughs) there would be also like several unpleasant uh, interactions with Harold P. Warren agreed um Jackie Neiman Jones, who played Debbie, the uh, little girl, was seven years old at the time. Um, And she, in in an interview much later, uh, talks about how she remembered weeping in disappointment at the premiere, uh, (laughs) particularly when another woman's dubbed voice came out of her mouth on screen. I I was wondering why they did that. Yeah. Oh, they they did that because all of the dialogue and sound effects were dubbed afterward for this film. Why didn't they have the little girl do it? Um, You know, that's a really good question. It sounded silly. It it sounded like an adult woman's voice. I think I think they had like a very very limited amount of time yeah. to do this in, and so they had like a, a voice studio with like two people. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't blame the little girl for being upset. Oh no, for sure. Uh, apparently, when she was uh, in in college, um, she told her friends about this, and they they tried so hard to find a copy of the film to watch, uh, but they they could not. Um, yeah. But this is this was several years before the MST3K premiere. The, okay, these last two are, I think, my favorite not-known nuggets of, of the whole thing. There are this. You're gonna need to sit down for this one. Alrighty. There are four comedy stage adaptations of Manos that have been made. Oh, that's fun. Uh, two of which share the original film's title. I would love to see that. Do you care to guess what the other two are called? Is it Fingers of Fate? Did they go back? No, they did not go back. Oh, okay. No, I don't want to guess. Okay. All right. Well, the first one is called Manos, the rock opera of fate. Heck yeah. Um, And the other is called Manos, Hands of Felt, which is a version of Manos that is made up just entirely of puppets. Okay. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I I would enjoy watching these. Yeah? yeah? I mean, they sound better than the original. I mean, okay, yes. There's no way that these, these... stage adaptations could be worse than the original. Oh, for sure. I, I 100% agree. I think I would enjoy watching them too, but this is just another one of those things that completely blows my mind that <laughs> this this movie that this guy made because he wanted to like win a bet with some screenwriter has been turned into four separate like stage adaptations. Oh, it is silly. It is yeah. absolutely mm. silly. It just like the the path from A to Z in this in this case is just I I I I, I can't it's just you know what it is Jeffrey mm-hmm. it's, um, no do you know yes what it is it's it is what it is no it's the hands of fate oh, oh. the hands of fate the, oh. were now. Are the hands operating the puppets in Manos Hands of Felt the hands of fate? Indeed. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you want to know why Torgo had big knees? Why did Torgo have big knees? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to the other side of the road. Um, so you never saw this in the MST3K version because the theater seats and Joel and the bots were covering it up in every shot where it was featured. But Torgo had uh, goat feet. Uh- <laughs> 
Uh, Torgo had cloven hooves. Oh, okay. And I like how realistic they went with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like they didn't make it so that like he was super fast or super strong. It's like his anatomy just didn't work. Like, like it didn't. (laughs) Well, the actor who played Torgo constructed his own device (laughs) to wear underneath his costume that made it look like he had cloven hooves. So the characters could see his cloven hooves the whole time or they were were hidden by his pants or something? No, the other people in the movie could see his cloven hooves. Okay. Um, So that wasn't like a red flag. I guess they still wanted to stay in the thing. I don't know if he was wearing shoes at some point. Well, that explains his voice too because he kind of did a bleeding thing. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's like a satyr, yeah. uh Yeah, I get it. But but the, the device that was used to give him the practical effects of having cloven hooves was something that was constructed by the actor himself who um i guess did not creative i guess yeah well i i i wonder how much of the like the kind of slow moving and like shaky walk they had was because he was intentionally doing that or because he made a bad goat feet apparatus trying to get find a picture of his feet in this yeah yeah torgo feet (laughs) you're you're the one you're the one who has now googled manos hands of fate torgo feet so so you're the one who's breaking the the internet algorithm for this to be fair to Uh the uh the people who were didn't find it suspect they they really just look like black shoes okay okay but you know it the device underneath the costume that led to the large legs really you know gave gave that character an attribute that will sit in the annals of movie monster history of bad movies forever so I, I, for the things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on, how were those nuggets, by the way, you stuffed? They were tasty nuggets. I, yeah. I think maybe I had too many nuggets. Well, the things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on section is just uh, me making a note to rescind remarks about Manos not being boring. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so we, it's already been accomplished. Yeah, we've, we've done that. Check, check that box. Our favorite riffs. Uh, so w- one of the the casualties of, of Manos Hands of Fate, which we uh, uh, one of the many casualties of Manos Hands of Fate, um, is that we have gone this entire episode without talking about the the conclusion to Hired. Hired Part Two oh. was the short that uh, uh, that went in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of our favorite riffs was from that. The guys are sitting out on their porch talking about how the manager doesn't want to train his employees and uh, the dad goes to swat away a bug and Joel goes the flying elves are back <laughs> <laughs> that one that one got us really uh, uh, it, Man of Hands of Fate um, the, the riff uh, at the beginning when they're kind of showing a lot of the, the driving and, and walking sequences uh, I think it was uh, Crow that says uh, Every frame of this movie looks like someone's last known photograph. <laughs> uh, and then the other one that really got us, because uh, there are so many. They're, like the, the riffing in this movie, um, and, and I kind of want to talk about this a little bit. Um, the riffing in this movie is fantastic. Truly. Um, it, it, is, it, it transcends the film itself. 
Um, it transcends other films of similar quality that they've watched. And and we talked a little bit about this. I've got some theories, but uh, the last riff that really got us, uh, there's part of the uh, soundtrack that just sounds like someone noodling on a piano. Um, and Joel goes, someone get that cat off the piano. <laughs> uh, so what makes this movie special? You mentioned that Bride of the Monster didn't have a character like Torgo. And Torgo really makes this movie because he's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we kind of talked earlier about how that weirdness expands into the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we, we can point to all of the decisions that are made. Like, the decisions to linger on a shot for too long. Or decisions to, um, you know, like walk slowly or uh you know stretch out or compress you know actions to fit into that 32 second window they had to shoot but what it it all kind of combines to is this film that is is almost done in a surreal way yeah it is like a almost like Lovecraftian version of a film where there's just like every scene has something in it that's just not right. It just warps your like, sense of reality. Yeah, the dubbed voices, the soundtrack, the the repeated lines, like the, just everything about it is a little bit off from what you would expect in any movie. Like the the sensibilities of the people making and editing it were so close to what they should have been, but like they did not have enough knowledge to actually hit the the target. Do you think that like Warren went to his buddy that he made the bet with, and he was like, "Aha! I won my side of the bet," and the other guy's like, "Eh." No, he, he went to him and said, "I won my side of the bet. I made this movie," and the guy said, "All right, I'll pay up." Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. he won the bet. All right. I, if I were the other guy, I'd be like, did you? Did yeah. You? I mean, uh, like, I would put an asterisk by that win of yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, I guess you technically made a horror movie. Like, <laughs> I will pay up because I didn't word the bet in a smart way. Yeah, but, it should have been a little bit more specific. Yeah. No, but he uh, allegedly um, won the bet. Hey, but you know what? The other guy won an Academy Award. So yeah. Um, I guess he was coming out on top there. I just like I I think the thing because this movie was boring, but it wasn't boring in in a way that made it unwatchable. Yeah, and it's it's hard to explain. It's like it's it's the difference between like watching paint dry <laughs> and watching paint drip down a wall. Oh yeah, no, I like that's a good explanation. Like it's 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 essentially like on the surface level the same thing, but one is you know, you know exactly how the paint is going to dry and uh-huh. you don't know exactly how the paint's going to drip down the wall. Yes. And they're yep. both meaningless. Mm-hmm. And then and then <laughs> also time. halfway through you realize that whoever put the paint that's dripping down the wall on the wall like mixed it with some other compound that's making it behave in a way that paint has never behaved before (laughs) and and like sometimes the paint will like spread into like a weird spider web pattern yeah on a fundamental level you want to see what happens not Mm, in the plot but just in the insanity and when when it all dries the wall is going to look horrible yeah but like watching it as it's as it's like you know popping and fizzling and and going down the wall in a weird way you, you realize you're still watching paint drip down a wall but it's like you know you're 
you're watching the the weirdest paint dripping down the weirdest wall that you that has ever existed. Well spoken. I think you captured that. Yeah, it's right off the dome too. I was I was, I was like, oh, I can maybe I can come into this <laughs> sounding like I know what I'm talking about. Um, the amazing episode guide. Uh, they uh, so um, in the in the reflections they said uh, there are many times during the writing process where we simply couldn't make comments. So caught up in the wretchedness of this movie we were. <laughs> wretchedness is a great word. <laughs> Manos became our standard by which all others are measured. So it's I, delightful. I, yeah, even even the the writing staff was just in. In ch- and I could imagine sitting down and watching this movie. You're thinking like, okay, you know, right before this, we watched you know, *Bride of the Monster*, and you know, before that, *The Day the Earth Froze*. You're like, and, we've seen it *Monster all. a Go Go*. Like, yeah, it was like, okay, you know, this is this is going to be similar to all of these other ones we've watched, and then just it would just like blindside you of how bad and weird this movie is it yeah like i i could imagine this being a formative <laughs> moment for some of the people involved in the uh, in the writing process so um we have an email address uh that is gizmonic institute radio at gmail.com um if you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about uh, this episode or any upcoming or past episodes, please uh, feel free to email us there. Um, we have uh, several emails. The last, oh. I do want to say, last uh, uh, last episode we had, um, we we made an announcement about a hypothetical uh, child that is uh, has been child. hypothetically conceived and one of us is hypothetically pregnant uh, and we got a ton of really kind messages from uh, listeners longtime listeners and new listeners alike uh, we really really appreciate all of that you the the community around this show is is just wonderful absolutely it is we really yeah. love you guys uh, and and so well, i just want to thank everyone who uh who wrote in um offering up uh congratulations and uh, and kind words about that so thank you so much you owe so many people their name in a font let's do it at, this week at it'll, this point it'll happen yeah. this week uh, while you're demon possessed <laughs> yeah. well what do you mean <laughs> oh it's yeah I mean, no no i mean you were demon possessed right yeah yeah, yeah. no mm-hmm. i'm good mm-hmm. yeah um, and, uh, okay. So, um, our friend Chris writes in. Chris! Um, Sorry, that was a little bit more intense than I meant for it to be. So, uh, he wanted some clarification, um, from our hypothetical. Uh, he says, if one of you is pregnant and not Jeff, does that mean it's Dr. Odd? <laughs> um, we'll never tell. We'll never tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, then he offers up congratulations to you, Renee. Oh, thank um, you. So this is about the – he wanted to write in about Bride of the Monster. Um, and so about Bride of the Monster, Chris writes, This movie was so difficult to watch to the end. I wonder if it was because it's between two far more tolerable movies. I will argue that Mano's Hands of Fate is less tolerable <laughs> than Bride of the Monster, but uh, – Anyway, he continues, uh, I'm a sucker for other Ed Wood movies since he tries so dang hard, even if he fails miserably. Truly a lesson for us all. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah it's true. There is a lot more heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I feel like while there were decisions in Bride of the Monster that were also made 
specifically for like logistical reasons like the people he cast casting them specifically because they like promised to bring uh like some funding to the movie or things mm-hmm. like th- you're right there was a lot more heart in the in bride of the month there was a lot more passion yeah um, from Ed Wood than there was from uh, Harold P. Warren. And you cared a lot about Bela Lugosi. Yes, yes, yeah, uh uh-huh. All right, our friend uh, Michael writes in. Michael. Um, uh, And the subject is Manos, and Michael writes, as far as scary foods go, my scariest food is one that I enjoy because it, uh, but is scary because I always screw it up. I make a dish called Welsh rabbit, ooh, ooh. which is just cheese sauce on toast. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> huh. hmm. But unfortunately, making a cheese sauce is actually kind of hard, and more often than not, it usually goes wrong with me. Similar to a hollandaise sauce, the sauce for Welsh rabbit can break, making it more than useless for the actual dish. Moving on, we're finally at Manos. I love the sketch where they recreate the scene from It's a Wonderful Life, especially Tom Servo's Oh, Daddy. (laughs) I wish... I've actually tried to watch a couple of the unofficial Manos sequels that were made in recent years. Somehow, they always lean too far into it, and it becomes and it comes off more of a spoof than anything else. Yeah, like they're trying too hard. Yeah, I can imagine that. Um, and he, uh, he ends ends with asking, um, "Is there any movie that they've done that you'd actually like to see a serious remake of? So not like a jokey remake, but like a, a real version of of, uh, of the remake." Interesting question. I I, I really enjoyed the finished one a lot. I would like to see an updated the Sampos one. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, I'd like to see uh, like the day a the Earth froze. Lord of the Rings scale mm, reproduction of that. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm trying to think of ones that really stuck with me, like uh, the Magic Sword. I think would be kind of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Again, you know, it's it's that kind of uh, that series. I feel like the the Hercules movies would be like. It would be too similar to like some of the uh, like weird stuff that they have on like AMC. It now still or feels something. a little tired at this point. I yeah, think it needs more time. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what about what about a serious remake of Mighty Jack? No. Okay, now you do. <laughs> you don't want that one. Okay. Okay. No. You know what? Mm, my I was gonna say a serious remake of of Pod People, but I don't. No, you can't. You can't I don't think you that can't bottle that. I don't. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want. No, it's perfect the way. Yeah, it is. It, it is. And same with. I was gonna also say Gamera, like a you know a, a Godzilla versus Kong style remake of of the Gamera movies. But I don't think the world needs more of that either. No, no. Like Gamera is there's like pacific rim and stuff now yeah yeah lots of kaiju yes yeah and it's all it's all kind of like a little bit played out at this point but yeah yeah i I like i like the uh the kind of more like uh not sword and sorcery is it sword and sorcery is that what they call it like the fantasy ones yeah or whatever sandal and sorcery yeah yeah I i think those would be those would be great remakes yes indeed yeah um, thank you for writing in my. He also uh, writes in a, a second email. Uh, congratulations on hypothetical baby. So thank you, Michael. Hypothetically, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, our friend Cy writes in. Cy. 
Um, he says, uh, I just wanted to dive in and wish the entire Gizmonic Institute radio crew a very happy 2022. That's the current <laughs> Earth date for those keeping track from deep space. That is important. I'm going to add that to my tummy calendar. Um, <laughs> and to offer my heartfelt congratulations on your announcement of an upcoming new test subject. Woohoo! Renee's infectious laughter and genuine enthusiasm will be sincerely missed during her absence. Aww. In the meantime, is it too much to hope for an occasional Nullbot cameo to tide us over? Uh, you, mm. It sounds like fun for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's actually, you know, maybe maybe I'll send out a, a deep space communique beacon to Nullbot and see uh, see what he's what he's up to. Um our friend Rick writes in. Rick. Uh, says, Hello, other Rick again. First other off, yeah. <laughs> First off, uh, hypothetical congratulations to Renee. Hypothetically, thank you. Hope everything is well. Um, as far as Manus goes, not much to say that hasn't been said, except I agree with Steve that this was uh, that this was not the worst movie so far, let alone of the entire run. Yeah, you know what? Steve was right. I I will say again, Steve, <laughs> you were right. This is not this is not a boring movie. This is uh, it was entertaining for reasons that we've talked to death but you were right steve um you know what i'm not sad about that i like steve steve you were right there you go <laughs> yeah steve, i just don't like being it. wrong yeah. but yeah no yeah. i let yeah steve you were right yes it was incompetently made on every level and the ending was disturbing in a way a better horror movie might have earned but this one did not <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seems like the goal of the people involved was to make an actual movie by comparison, it's obvious that Castle of Fu Manchu or Monster Gogo were made by people who didn't care what was on the screen for an audience they assumed wouldn't care what was on the screen. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, maybe, maybe there's like this kind of weird bridge of uh, like the amount of heart that goes into a movie. And it's not the scale between Bride of the Monster and Manos. But it's Bride of the Monster and Castle Fu Manchu, and Manos is actually kind of in the middle. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, huh, interesting. I think we could make all kinds of, you know, yeah. ways of, of judging these movies. Mm. Um, our friend Jared writes in. Jared, the the savior of our uh, our backlog of podcasts. Um, his email subject is Kiss the Bird. Thoughts on Bride <laughs> of the Monster. <laughs> This is a great email subject. Um, Jared writes, Howdy, Space Captives. I'd put this one in the good, not great category. This is Bride of the Monster again. Um, dull movie, but solid riffing, and at least a few great host segments. I will forever think of this as the Kiss the Bird episode, and I love that running gag. Plus, of course, the hired short and song, which I'd heard plenty as a teenager on one of their official CDs, but which is funnier in context and much funnier when you can actually see Joel's performance. <laughs> uh, but I did notice something odd during the host segment where Crow is covered in wall or whatever he keeps saying no advertising <laughs> and doing a very particular whistle in a way that's clearly evoking coyly the spring sprite from the short a case of spring fever oh. in which a man gets frustrated with springs wishes out loud never to see any springs again and then is immediately visited by some kind of demonic envoy of the spring realm i knew it had to be a reference to something yeah it was just it was baffling with no context mm -hmm. um I guess, who proceeds to taunt him mercilessly while visiting upon him a succession of injuries and mishaps directly related to lack of springs and that uh, this careless dope has willed out of existence. 
After each of his punishments, the maniacal Hellspawn gleefully proclaims, No springs! And whistles <laughs> that same whistle Crow kept using after his own no advertising proclamation. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that context. So what, you ask? Well... That short would not appear on the show for another six and a half years. Season 10's episode Squirm. I have but one explanation. Time travel. Uh. At least I'll... At least I'll leave it to you to work out the details or other possible explanations, but it rattled my brain a bit when I realized what Crow was doing. Huh, that's interesting. That is very it has been confusing. It has been years, like maybe over a decade since I've seen Squirm. So thank you for putting that together. Um, I yeah. Maybe Squirm was referencing something that came before this Mystery Science Theater episode, which this was also referencing. Mm. So maybe the reference goes back further back in time than we realize yeah or maybe now here's here's my this is my conspiracy theory they originally had picked the spring short to go in front of bride of the monster but then they realized the next film they had planned manos hands of fate did not have a long enough running time to be an episode on its own Ah. and they didn't have another short that they could pull in to riff on and they'd already prepared hired part one and two for season five so they ended up slotting in hired part one and two and then putting uh the spring short on the back burner now seems sensible this is based on nothing but the fact that i made it up just now but it sounds like it could be true Sounds like logic yeah yeah so that's going to be my theory and someone is going to like listen to this podcast and then change a Wikipedia article somewhere and then cite it with like the time <laughs> code of this podcast. But but the people from Wikipedia aren't going to care enough to actually listen to the podcast. So yeah, we're we're just disseminating some disinformation here, and it's it's wonderful. Um, Jared continues. Also, and if you thought that was weird, you'd better gird your loins for this curveball. Loins girded. This episode is historically significant to no one but me. For, of all things, its relevance to the confirmation hearings for Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Bear with me. (laughs) Okay. Um, As you may recall, in 2018, allegations of sexual assault were made against Kavanaugh related to his time in college. And what started out as a serious thing turned into a bit of a circus with senators in the media combing through any records they could find from his youth, including high school yearbooks. In one of these yearbooks, he made a reference to boofing. And then when pressed on the meaning of the term, he claimed in the hearings, it refers to flatulence. We were 16. Suffice to say, no one in the media or the opposing party seemed to believe him, insinuating instead it was the term was slang for various other things one might do with one's rear end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the media coverage I saw seemed to suggest or outright state that no one was able to find any evidence of the word boof being used in the way Kavanaugh claimed. But guess, but I guess those journalists didn't think to con- consult a sci-fi puppet show for evidence. <laughs> and shame on them, frankly, because MST3K apparently provides what may be the only historical record of this lost meaning of boof, with not one, but at least two clear uses of the word boof to refer to flatulence. Once in seasons four, season four is Hercules Unchained, around 56 minutes and 26 seconds, after some dude says, excuse us, and Joel says, we boofed. And one 
once in episode around uh, in this episode around 2236 when the quote monster produces some sudden bubbles from below and one of them again riffs I boofed the truth comes out at yeah. long last mm-hmm. fascinating right mm-hmm. I guess I had recently seen uh, some of the Cavanaugh coverage around the time I saw Hercules Unchained and the world the word just jumped out at me in any case the point I'm really trying to make is what's wrong with me why do I know this why am I writing this <laughs> Oh, we, thank you, We Jared. don't have any of those answers. Yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, we appreciate the insight. I And I do want to, and this is my takeaway from this entire email, which is very long and thought out. Um, first of all, thank you for writing. Second of all, I think that the one thing that, like, every person who exists who's around our age now has – every sorry, every cool person who exists who's around our age – um, the one thing they have in common is that they all had an official CD from a comedy TV show with novelty songs on it that they listened to over and over again. Um, I did not have the uh, uh, official MST3K CDs. That sounds like it would be awesome. Um, my go-to was uh, the Cartoon Planet uh, Space Ghost Musical Barbecue. Um, that was my official novelty CD that I listened to a lot. Um, did you have a, a – I'm sure you had an official comedy show CD of novelty songs that you listened to, right? I mean, like, I don't think this counts, but, like, I definitely had a lot of Weird Al stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, Weird Al – yeah, Weird Al can't. It's not as, like, niche as, you know – I had Ray Stevens. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to say Weird Al is probably <laughs> – Closer to yeah, the closer. mark. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Weird Al, I, I definitely would put in the, the novelty song CD um, category. You know, again, not as specific as, like, the MST3K albums. No, but Ray Stevens had the song about the, the day the squirrel went to church and stuff like okay. that. Okay. You know, maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The day the squirrel went to church. <laughs> The first Baptist Church. Um, and uh, Jared wrote in a second email um, with congratulations uh, for our hypothetical. Uh, so thank you again. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally, our friend Travis writes in. Travis. Uh, Travis says, uh, hello, Renee and Jeff. First, Hot a big bill. hypothetical congrats. Congrats, congrats for the impending new Misty. Aww. And very real condolences for Renee's occasional on-ship accidents where she slips into the nap tube due to leaks of slick materials right outside the door. <laughs> Y'all need a janitor. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Although, where did the leaks come from? I don't know if they're actually from the tubes. Well, and we're supposed to be our own janitor, but we, we keep fighting about who is, like, whose turn it is. Because, like, one of us needs to start cleaning. I have a theory that Jeff's the one who's leaking, so he should be the one who cleans And the I have a theory that... That it, I cleaned the ship up last, and now it's your turn. No, no even if you leaked everywhere? I mean, it, I'll have to clean up your leaks when it's my turn. Just because I made you bleed your own blood. <sighs> yeah. All right, Travis continues. So for Manos, I'm going to share some stories. First, if you strip down the ineptitude and bizarre execution, quote, vacationing family gets lost and ends up engulfed by a dark cult is actually a solid horror premise. Hence, I took that plot, set it in the world of the Silent Hill video game series, <laughs> and made a tabletop horror RPG one-shot with my friends. Yes. They were supremely creeped out the whole time. That's a that's a that's fantastic brilliant. idea. Yeah. Where did it make treasure from trash? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Second, this goes out more for the listeners. Don't have this episode both be a first date activity and someone's introduction to MST3K. <laughs> it will not lead to further dates. Huh, okay. <laughs> That's good advice. Third, I made some really good friends in line for the Rift Tracks live show of Manos just by turning around and introducing myself to them. Oh, okay. That's nice. Lastly, as observation, Jackie Neiman Jones, Debbie, seems to be a really excellent person and makes Hands of Fate robes. Oh, okay. So the little girl who played Debbie in the film, I guess, now makes Manos Hands of Fate robes. Wow. Yeah. What a fate for her. Yeah, well, thank you for writing in, Travis, and thank you to everyone who wrote in um, with kind words, congratulations, and thoughts about. Uh, we love you all with our black little hearts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's uh, again. Our email is gizmonicinstituteradio at gmail dot com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page where we post occasionally. Um, but yeah, this is this has been a, a long one. There's a lot to talk about with Manos. Hey but, Jeff, uh, yeah. Have you noticed that uh, I've been floating a few feet off the floor the past? Yeah, years? yeah. So about that, this is um, kind of new for me. I don't, I don't know what this right. is. Right. Okay. So remember when I I talked earlier about how you had like a a demon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the demon thing. Yeah. Well, so he agreed. Uh, at least I think it's a he. I don't know. Uh, the demon agreed. Um, she to let you do the audio log, but then he said that he was going to come back and possess your body again, and we said that was okay. Why? Uh, you know. Oh man, I don't a, know if you need to be more scared of the demon or for, of me. This is messed up. Okay, well, uh, I actually can't see you now. I think my eyes have rolled in the back. Yeah, of Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end the audio log. Um, all right. Well, this I'll has been the audio log for MSD3K season four, episode twenty-four, Manos Hands of Fate. All right, uh, Bielsa Barbara, we're done. Um, Renee, uh, she didn't necessarily say you could have her body back, but it deals a deal, and I'm not one to uh, to go back on a deal with the, with a demon. This, I think this. this oh, and there you are. There you are. Yeah. You just popped right wow, in there. Yeah. Okay. No, wait yeah. a second. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't do your little weird poop thing. You didn't make us watch you like uh, try to hold back a turd. Yeah. D- well, this time. Was this all, man? You didn't have to do that, did you? Oh, Doctor, I'd look look behind you at Topher. You don't think he, he didn't try to hold back a turd because he definitely didn't. Yeah, good I think point. that Topher I'm, was the one doing the grunting. That's pretty normal, though. I read in the um, in the handbook that it's best to not strain so much and just to kind of let it happen. And so I've been you know reading the reading the magazine, and by the time you're done with your audio log, I was ready to go. And that was a good audio log, by the way. Nice work. Oh, thanks. Yeah, definitely great. One of, one of the best I ever heard. Whatever, whatever. Listen, we filled up all these jugs, as you can see, Jeff. Oh yeah, it looks it looks and good. And let me tell you something. You've missed the train on this opportunity. You laughed. Nuts. You laughed at my my business uh, sense. Nuts. And I, I mean, I'm going to be a bazillionaire in no time, selling this magic demon disease curing water. No. Oh. I mean, good luck. I, I I really wish you the best because if you can switch your focus from us at, at some point, and you know, maybe that you'll let us go, or <laughs> you know, yes, or maybe I get so rich that I'm just like hanging out on like jet boats all day uh, uh-huh. with beautiful models, and I'm just drinking okay. crystal. Not enough money in the world. Out of uh, like a model's shoe. Ooh. I think that's a thing. 
and I'd yeah, be I doing guess. that on jet boats. I'll be so preoccupied with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be checking up with you guys to make sure you're, you're getting food and oxygen up there. I'll be, I'll be right on it. Hey, Dr. Video Odd Guy on video screen there. I got yes. some problems. I'm just watching our uh, daily returns from the sales of the, uh, you know, Demon Yes, get on that, my Demon account. Yeah, well, that. it seems that there's been an outbreak of really bad Yelp reviews, and, um, I think... Wait, people, you're, people are still using I, the Yelp? Yeah. I hated when that happened when I played Oregon Trail. Yeah. Uh, Drink some of that water, you get you get an outbreak well, of Yelp review. Yeah, it's worse than that. Uh, oh, it seems no. that, that if you drink enough of it, um, you actually do die of dysentery. Oh. Okay. What's so, the problem? Well, see, here's the thing, is that the, uh, the, the Food Drug Administration is actually uh, starting we don't to go We don't go through them. We don't go through the Food and Drug Administration. I was very clear about that earlier. That none of our statements have been evaluated or endorsed by the Food and Drug Administration. Or yeah, technically, they're not even aware of your product, I don't think. P- preferably. Well, yeah. some agency is really upset. And hmm. I think uh, you, might be, you might be facing some charges here. Well, I look, all list. I'm saying is we did put on the side of the bottles that it was FDA approved. However... Oh. That FDA stands for Funky Demon Administration. Oh, smart. Uh, they're funky demon water fingers. Fingered fingers demon aqua. That's what that stands oh, for. Oh, okay. Okay. You got there. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Took a while. I got there anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, it is, uh, that, that works. And I just hope that maybe this ends up leading to, to, to some... I, we're not going to get rescued. So No, they're definitely yeah. not. In any case, look look at it this way. If I go to prison, Jeff, you are mm. definitely going to die up there. Yeah, I'm just going to be no, real... That's, I'm going to yeah. be real, real honest with you well, here. So, the best thing I can think to do is, is you just need to come up here from your little... You know, just, this is a great place to escape. The Food and Drug Administration can't reach you up here. That's why if I stay here indefinitely... Um, I don't have to worry. Listen, I have a better idea. You are a demon who is capable of possessing people, right? Yeah, and some accounting. Right? Well, I'm working on it, yeah. Great accounting, I think, so far, as far as I can see. What I'm saying, you know, your spreadsheets could use a little work, yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, I've, I have difficulty spreading my sheets. They're very dirty. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They're, they are. They, I'm surprised you still can call. Oh, and Topher's laying over the. He's, oh, laying on he's, the ro- he's rolling around in it too. That is. Did you have to grunt oh. before you shot out of there? <laughs> listen. It's like putting peanut butter on a trisket. You're. T- listen. What I'm thinking is, like I was saying, you're a demon. You can possess people. Why don't you just like possess like uh, I don't know the, whoever the nerd is that runs the FDA. And then you can mm. come out and be like, no, it turns out uh, the funky uh, demon finger water is great. It's so good for you. Everyone should buy yeah, it. In fact, in fact, we're making a mandate. Everyone oh. must drink one gallon, buy one, and drink one gallon of the funky demon finger water by order of the, the Food and Drug Administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, mm-hmm. I knew. I knew you and I were on the same wavelength. So basically, my biggest hurdle here now is I've got to get off the ship. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only successful willful jump that I've done was from the flatulent monkey over there uh, right. to, to Renee's body. So I'm guessing if I go back to the monkey, then I could probably, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, this worth a shot. I mean, it's in, it's in. It'll work, we'll take you. Look, you get into the monkey, right? I drive you over there, right, to the old... Uh, FDA building over there. Over yeah, there. FDA headquarters, yeah. FDA headquarters. Yep. That's uh I know it because I used to see it uh, you know during my morning constitution with the Pelicans. So I'll drive you over there to the FDA building. We'll get you in there. We'll, I'll be like, hey listen, can you like evaluate uh uh this monkey's meat? Is that oh wait, that's USDA. Yeah. So, yeah, no, let's see. Yeah. yeah uh, but, hey, listen, this monkey, uh, we got to come up with a story here. Monkey. Do you want to mon- meet this monkey? Can I eat this monkey? That's what I'll tell mm-hmm. him. Hey, can we eat this monkey? Yeah. I could act dead and then jump. I'll try it. Okay. I mean, Topher yeah. looks, pre- I mean, he looks, I mean, look at yeah, him right now. Would you assume rough. that monkey is alive <laughs> if you looked at it? I would not. Okay. A sensible yeah, so person would not. Hygiene problems. And. Here we go again with this. No, no, this might take a little bit more effort. I gotta say. Oh boy. Guys, sorry, this, but sorry. This water, this water is not. I don't. It's not. It's I don't good. feel good. It's good. Yeah. You love it. There <laughs> we go. Wow, really. Uh, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? The Elzebar run. Oh no, who is this? It's me, your supervisor at, D- at Demon Figure Incorporated. What? That's DM. Yeah. That's DFI. Like like he's not here. Just don't pay attention to him. Okay, that's easy enough because I don't care. I got a report here that says you're 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 trying to sell people machines that cure all diseases. No. No. Tell you about the old demon. We're way past that. You told these people your name. You told these people your name. We were supposed to use code names. You're not supposed to tell them your name. Uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me there, uh, supervisor, uh, just yeah. uh, as you can see, I'm a scientist here, hey. I'm very curious. Uh, I don't care, I'm a demon, I'm bad. Yeah, he's bad, he's definitely bad. Yeah. What's, what's your oh. name? Yeah, nice try. Damn. What's your name? Jeff. Okay, I already know that, that's the name of this little kid I possess, little guy. Yeah, dude. yeah, my name's yeah. Jeff, so like, Who if you were gonna... Look at these little new arms. I think they're all named Jeff. You want me to break one of these arms? I can break one of these arms. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. you break an arm. You know? Yeah, check this out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was... That was... Horrific. I'm not yeah, going yeah, to lie. That was... Horrific. That, okay, that was well. completely unnecessary, sir. We didn't have to... I don't, I don't know. I think it was important for him to demonstrate, uh, you know, his extent of his powers. Hey, listen. Uh, are you contradicting me in front of me? No, 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 sir, I would never do that. Supervisor Demon, whatever your name is, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, listen. Are I you... know my many names. Uh, this is what we talked about, this history. Okay, but is, but is one of them, is one of them Toby? He's known by many names. Look at all those names he's known by, like Frank and Charlie and... And you're supposed to do names that sound cool, like the Dark One, or oh. uh, or Old 
Peter Hawkins. Celine Dion! Okay. Okay, Frank. Middle management, Frank. Listen. Hey, how would you... How Are you interested in a business opportunity? I mean, is it evil business? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's super evil. We're gonna take over the FDA. I don't care, this guy. This guy. This guy is lame. See a rattle around your finger and then you just kind of open the eye. This is what I've been trying to teach you. I'll try harder. I'll try harder, so I mean, you couldn't try any less hard. Well, I did basically set up a business while I was up here, and I learned how to jump almost completely effortlessly from from me to that monkey over there. You want to see me do it? I mean, I would, I would start slow clapping sarcastically for you right now, but this one arm is kind of flopping around. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely this real broke. I don't think I can actually, you know, hold it in place. I'm just going to clap. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know that I am, uh, I am in my own mind mentally slow clapping with sarcastic derision at your idea of possessing a monkey. But go ahead. All right. Show me how you can possess a. Is that, is that a monkey? It looks like. It uh, is technically still, still one. Yes. Uh, I know, I hate this. Can I just tell you something as a, as management? Is there a way we can get around this part? Is there like a... Oh, no, no, this is, this is definitely uh, this is all part of the package. I mean, I, I have seen this so many times now, and I, I gotta tell you, it does not get better. At all. Nope. Every time. So, you with the monkey now? No. Yeah. Nope, yep, there you are down there in the monkey, huh? No. Yeah, there yeah. he is. Cool, man. No, 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 we gotta go, we gotta go, we're going to the FDA right now, we gotta get over there, alright. Yeah, that's where I before you go. Yeah. I just, I want you to know that you're doing a horrible job, and that I will give you a zero out of ten, and that, uh, I want you to keep up the bad work, and, um, I really think that you're doing an awful job. And uh, all lots of other, lots of other kind of things. Because you expect me to be like, yeah. you're doing a great job, but, but it's just to be a to do. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna drink, I'm yeah. gonna drink some of this funky finger water right now because I have a disease that needs cured. The disease yeah. is called I am bored. Okay, well, you guys, you guys don't have fun uh, doing whatever it is you're doing. I just want you to keep up the battle. Don't tell anyone else your name, okay? Oh, okay. Not your name hour. I'm not, I'm not coming down here and being like, hey, it's me, Kevin. Nah. <laughs> you told me your real name. I know. Yeah, I know, cool. Know, Great job. Alright, I'm gonna go back to the health portal on this side. Yeah, go go back go back to that. Go back to your office. Middle middle management, Frank. Oh, this monkey's awful. Love you, bye. Oh god, my what happened to my arm? What happened to my arm? Oh, yeah. Oh. 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 How many Listen, odd bucks is this going to take to fix? I think the demon did that. Oh, this hurts a lot. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go over to the machine and uh, put in all my odd bucks. I've been saving up. Okay, okay, that's better. That's, that's better. So you guys are going to do the monkey thing then? Oh, yeah, we're definitely doing the monkey thing. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to stay here. How about that for um, you? Yeah, I think... I'm going to stay here and hold down the fort. I think we... Uh, this is uh, this is awkward. Do you want to... I mean, 
does he he realizes he's on a spaceship i feel like he doesn't realize we're talking with anyway, yeah you hold it down up there yep i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna hang out and, i'm gonna uh, hang out here me and demon topher here we're gonna go take over the government so anyway i'll see you later uh.